Hello, and welcome to Storied San Francisco. I'm your host, Jeff Hunt. All throughout September, we focused on small business owners. Some were new to the show, and some were revisits with past guests, like this special episode. We catch up with Mark Bischke of 48 Hills and the Stud Collective. Mark recounts how both have endured during the pandemic. He also talks about publishing his book, Into the Streets, this summer. If you want to support local, independent journalism, go to 48hills.org for details. Here's Mark. So 48 Hills is super busy. There's more stories than ever to cover, especially with all the businesses slowly reopening in their individual ways and some businesses jumping the gun. So we're trying to keep our eye out for that. Um, and there's just so much more going on, you know, to watch, to see, to do in, in the comfort of your own home that we're trying to cover. And there's also a lot of political shenanigans going on that we're I was going to say a couple uh, things. Yeah, a lot of revelations of corruption coming to light in City Hall. Um, there's elections coming up that we're busy uh, trying to keep tabs on. Um, and it's just been a really fun and wild ride in terms of producing content from local journalists, which is so important right now. I mean, like other media companies, we are struggling, like other every kind of company we are struggling. Um, but we've been really fortunate to have the support of our wonderful members, and we would encourage anyone who wants to support our mission and local journalism in general. All of our money goes direct to local journalists and editors. Um, we don't, we're a nonprofit. Uh, you can come to our website, 48hills.org, and sign up to become a member at different levels or drop a donation off and uh you know ding dong drop and run <laughs> and i love it fine. <laughs> old school um are, I, if if i can ask if you want to talk about it um is it that advertising is drying up yeah. is the big the big thing yeah basically our advertising revenue dropped to zero for about five months Yikes. um now it's slowly coming back online as international people realize you know they're that uh by advertising locally they can reach better odd targeted audiences right. Right. there's also some arts things coming back online mm -hmm. people want to advertise their podcasts or you know there's their streams their dj streams. Wait, podcasts have money yeah what, what is that <laughs> You know, we also do trades. <laughs> You're cute uh, enough. Uh. And, <laughs> and, uh, we, uh, and, uh, so people are starting to realize that, that slowly the advertising is coming back, but really one third of our revenue stream dropped to zero. Um, our other contributions come mainly from donations and people were so scared and losing their jobs and not knowing the future, still really not knowing the future, that those have kind of slowed down too. So. Um, we've just become creative and patient and really happy for every bit of support that we can get. Awesome. And I will say it, I, I don't know if it's the kind of thing you didn't want to boast, but excellent political coverage. Oh, thank uh, thanks you. to your partner. Yeah, Tim Redmond. Tim Redmond he's a, our political junkie journalist. He's been in it for 30 years right in the front lines and he is just pumping it out right now. He's a full-time professor at USF for journalism. His classes are overflowing and he still finds time to cover the local scene as much as possible. We also have made a commitment that our um, that our site is going to be more than 70% voices of color by the end of the year and we're at about 60% now and we have a number of new reporters and writers who have um, joined us, uh, young people of color, black people, and we're so happy to have them. Rad. 
Very cool. Okay, shifting now uh, back to your life. Um, another big part of, uh, of your story and what we talked about in, in your first episode with us was um, your involvement with the stud. Yes. And since that time, I think your podcast came out, came out in, uh, I don't know, let's just <laughs> say <too>. not now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like seven years ago. Yeah. Um, so some things have happened with the stud can you update us on yeah for sure well i mean like since we talked the stud has officially closed i think it, it hadn't closed when we last talked. it had not yeah, yeah so we the stud closed we had an all-star online funeral um that featured all kinds of uh big political names big drag names from around the world we had about ten thousand viewers um all attending uh the stud and so many people shared wonderful stories um, from, you know, old gay couples who had met there in the 60s who were still together to like young non-binary people who had finally found a place of their own, you know, while they were in college right after high school. And so um, it was really touching. It lasted 24 hours. Um, wow. <laughs> As it should. I DJed uh, around 5 a.m. Yes. Um, and uh, but it and was everyone really, went to the end yes. up afterwards. Now. And now we've really transitioned online. We have a Saturday Night Drag show called drag alive um it's a four-hour drag show featuring drag numbers hilarious comedy from our hosts um really good new music all kinds of performances that's every saturday at twitch.com slash drag alive okay and we've really expanded it into a network we now have many more drag shows throughout the week on that same channel so Rad. we've We've become a media company instead of a bar. <laughs> uh, right, as you do now. Right, as you kind of have to. <laughs> Are there, can you talk about any plans? Because I, I, what I saw was that originally the, the plan was to eventually... First of all, when you when we all can, and then secondly, when you guys all obviously yeah. find a spot, um, any any developments there? For sure. One of the reasons that we closed is we, according to the terms of our lease, we had to find another place to move to by the end of the year, um, and we were paying a ridiculous amount of rent because we had new landlords. So we figured, why should we pay this rent through the end of the year when we don't know when we're going to open? It would totally break us. So what we did was we made a strategic decision to close. Um, and after we close, we could redouble our efforts to find a new place to move into. So we're still looking and we're still hoping. We don't really want to root for COVID, but real estate prices are dropping. <laughs> exactly. So, you know. <laughs> but it's a double-edged sword because you're like, stick around just long right, enough just long, then for the prices off. and then then we get the cure yeah. and we open and, and everything have a huge party where we can all celebrate. <laughs> everything's affordable again. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So, so y'all are kind of doing the dance of Exactly. Eventually, watching the timing, but we've definitely still been checking out parts. We've got several irons in the fire. So. Okay, cool. Um, so one more thing yeah. that I wanted to talk about that uh, that has happened in your life since we first got you on the podcast, and that is you are you have published a book. So yes, let's talk about it. I am so. I excited. think a very timely, thank you, and very important. Yeah, which I really haven't read yet. <laughs> I'm advocating fine. a book I haven't read. It's <laughs> that's like fine. Um, my book is called Into the Streets, and it's a young person's visual history of protest in the United States. And it's basically the first book that's ever been written of its kind for young people or adults. So it's really something for adults as well. It's a very visual guide through more than 400 years of protest in the United States. Um, everything from slave rebellions and uh, early resistance to colonialists by Native Americans 
Americans up through Greta Thunberg and um, all we're working on a second printing now that has the George Floyd uprising in it um, it's been selling really well we're we're going into a second printing and an update um, and it's I've been getting letters from teachers all over the country about how much they appreciate this because young people have seen so many of these images on TV uh, especially this summer and haven't really had a historical context for them um, so it's been a real joy to show them you know everything from the Tea Party which they may be familiar with to through to the New Orleans massacre of 1865 which they may never have heard of so right. I remember yeah. as a kid when I first learned or saw what a protest was like you know before I learned that that wasn't the first time it ever happened and like right. these things have context and and I think movements and and protests yeah feed off of each other and oh you know, for sure yeah so. definitely the one of the points the book makes is that these are all ongoing struggles um, there's several themes especially the theme of black liberation um, the thing that we saw this summer this massive hopeful uprising um, is really part on in part due to the deep deep work that black activists have been doing for dozens, decades from the Black Panthers right up through now, where people can go on the street and say things like Black Lives Matter, which is a direct descendant from black power. So, yeah. Okay, I guess uh, let's end, if, if you can, how are you doing? Oh. <laughs> I, I haven't asked anyone like that dreaded fucking 2020 question, like, how are you? No, but like, really, are you? How are you doing? Personally? Yeah, personally, I mean, I'm falling on some old bad behaviors of overworking myself so I don't have to think about things, um, you know, just keep swimming and then you won't sink. Um, but I'm definitely feeling a lot of the pressure that I feel a lot that everyone is feeling right now, where there's just a deep sorrow of mourning, there's a deep uncertainty, and there's just a quiet moment alone means you either drop to the bottom of the pond or you refresh yourself. Who knows? So yeah, I feel I feel that, believe me. <laughs> that was Mark Bischke. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, we'll get to know 111 Mena owners Michelle Delaney and Alex Kivelstedt. Please join us for episode 35 tomorrow. Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. Photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. The show is hosted and produced by me. Michelle and I have produced more than 120 episodes over the last three years. And you can find them all over at our website, storiedsf.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as just about everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Please subscribe to stay up to date on all the content we publish. And if you have any feedback for us, or you just want to say hi, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay safe, and stay healthy. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.